Welcome to the Funders and Freedom podcast with Mary Valoni. I'm your host, Mary Valoni, and this is the place where aspiring six and seven figure fundraisers come to be encouraged, empowered, and educated on how to raise more funds and have more freedom. Welcome to episode 138. Today we're talking about why business advice doesn't work for nonprofits. I know this sounds a bit controversial, but trust me, I will give you the reasoning behind that. So uh, before I jump into to today's content, I do want to give a quick disclaimer, and this is that I by no means want you to stop reading content that businesses put out, okay? I am a huge advocate of you know personal development, and I read a ton of business books, listen to a lot of business podcasts. Uh, of course, I run a business, but the thing is, is that I've always loved being able to pull that business content and really uh, filter through it so that I can use that same content that's being shared, but use it for my nonprofit. So I want you to to listen to me here clear is that I want to make sure that you hear that I'm like, I want you to be listening to this stuff, but I want to give you a few things today so that you know how to navigate through that advice and know how you can best use it for your nonprofit. Okay. As we jump in here, there are three things that I want to talk about today. Three areas that really focus in on this business advice. What's happening out there. I cannot tell you how many conversations I have had where I've had to really encourage our nonprofit leaders to stay clear about their messaging. You are not a business leader. You are a nonprofit leader. Okay. Very different. Let's, let's clarify here. Business for profit, nonprofit, no profit. So we're talking about the difference between these two is so clear. I had a call from a friend not that long ago, and she just was feeling so defeated because she was in a group that was with other, you know, with other business leaders. And here she was running a nonprofit. She had been, she's a founder of a nonprofit organization, and she felt like she just wasn't living up to the expectations of her coach or the people that were in the group. And she just felt so defeated. And I was on the other end of the phone, giving her a pep talk talk because I had to remind her that she is not a for-profit business. And so therefore the, the success, you know, what, what you claim to be success is very different. So the first thing I want to address here is that we're not playing the same game. You as a nonprofit leader are not playing the same game as a business leader. And when I use the word game, it's just, we just don't play by the same rules. Okay. So when you hear that, that, you know, a for-profit business leader, when they are successful, what happens? money in the bank, right? A successful business means that they have sold a lot of products. They've sold a lot of services, which ultimately results in more money in the bank. So if you are running a nonprofit founder, you're the development director, your missionary ministry, whatever it is, when you are successful as a leader in your nonprofit, what happens? No money. And I know, I don't want this to sound bad, but like when you are successful, you have spent your dollars to impact more lives. So when the need is great, the funds are low. You see that? So funds are high. There's more money in the bank when you're a successful business. And when you're a, when you're a successful nonprofit, there's no money in the bank. So when people reach out to me and they say, Hey, I need your help, Mary. We are trying to raise more money because the need is so great. That is a really great thing for me to hear. 
because that just tells me that you're, you're a success. You're doing really good work and that means that the need is great. So if you're in a ministry missionary, I know I have a lot of people who listen in who are missionaries. I want you to hear the same thing. If the need wasn't great, you wouldn't need to work full time. You could just volunteer your time because the need isn't great. But when you start looking at working part-time, working full-time in your organization or your ministry, you start to decide that you're like, oh my gosh, the need is so great, which is why we need to increase our donations and why you need to go on staff and you need to do this full-time. The same thing for all of our nonprofit organizations. When the need is great, you need more staff, you need more resources. And so therefore you need more dollars. And so success means we need more money. And, and that just, I want, I just want to see that, make sure that you can see that the game is very different for a business and a nonprofit. So when businesses give advice on how to make more money, they're basically saying, go sell more of your stuff, go get your stuff out there more. But for you as a nonprofit leader, you're like, um, if we tell more people about the services that we have, we will literally have no dollars. I mean, we, we won't be able to keep our doors open. So then you almost have to keep this secret, this, you know, resource at bay because you you can't just give it to everybody. Otherwise you will be all like, you'll have to close your doors. You won't be able to do the work that you're doing because there's just not enough resources to do it. Okay. That's the first one. It's just the game is different for profit. Success means more money, nonprofit success means less money. The second thing I want to address is that the transaction is completely different. So think about how you do a transaction with your organization. Basically, you need three parties to make a successful transaction for your organization. A business only needs two parties. Okay, I'll break this down. A business, all you need is the person who is going to receive the goods, and then you need the business who's going to provide the goods or services, okay? So it's just, it's a transaction between two parties. When you're looking at a nonprofit and the work that you're doing, the transaction is between three parties. So you actually have double the work because you have to make a transaction between the individuals that you serve. Let's just say you work with children in need. Well, those, those children are one transaction because they need your resources and then you provide them. So there's one transaction there. And then there's also the party over on the other side that you need to fund your mission. And so there's a transaction that needs to happen between that party and your organization. So in essence, you've got a triangle that is needed in order for a successful nonprofit. For a for-profit, you only need two parties. You see that? And so when people start to say, well, God, this is so hard for us to raise money and for us to keep, you know, do our mission. And it's because you are doing twice the work because you need three parties in order to make that transaction a success. And so if you put too much emphasis on your mission side and not as much focus on your fundraising side, you're going to see where you're lopsided and where you're going to be struggling. And I think that there are a lot of people who, and trust me, I've sat in so many board meetings where like the entire board talks about the mission the entire time we're together and nobody's talking about the funding. And I immediately, you know, bring it up in conversation that it's like, if you guys are not talking about your funding, you're never going to be able to serve all the people that you want to serve. We all know that money matters when it comes to our mission, that we have got to have the funding in order to keep 
our mission afloat and to continue to serve as many people as we can serve. The success here, the goal, like I mentioned just you know in this previous comment, was that you want more dollars in the bank so that you can give more of it away. This whole thing needs to be working in tandem together in order for this to be successful. But your business advice is not going to understand that separate transaction that's being made. They're only going to be talking about a good or service and they're going to buy that good or service back. And that's where <laughs> it's like, okay, we got to do that, but then we got to do it twice. So even when I talk about how do you brand and market and how do you get your, your information out there to people, I'm always, you know, talking about the fact that you've got to do it twice. So when people hear me talking to my friend, uh, you know, Danny about podcasting, I often get questions where people say, well, should we podcast to our client base or should we podcast to our donor base? And honestly, it's both because you, and it's not just podcasting, but it's like the, it's the newsletter, it's the resources, it's the communication. How are you communicating with your donor base and how are you communicating with the, the constituents that you serve? And those two have to be watched. Now, I was very fortunate, you guys know this, that I came up through Special Olympics, the ALS Association, the American Cancer Society, and in all three of those situations, I was hired on as their development staff. So I was, they all had different titles, but ultimately the development director. And when I was hired on as the development director, my my focus entirely was on the money. I never once had to think about how our services were being executed. My goal was number one, to fund the mission. Don't, I didn't have to execute the mission. I had to fund the mission. And you might have to split your time 50-50 where you're funding the mission and you're executing the mission. And that is hard, but the only the thing that you have to do is you just have to split your time between the two. You can't put all of your eggs in the mission basket or all of your eggs in the fundraising basket because you're going to have a problem. Either one, too many people who need your services, or two, too many, too much money and not enough services. <laughs> so, and every organization finds themselves in that battle between the money and the mission. How do we balance that out? And I'm, I'm glad that you're listening to the show because at least you're paying attention to the money component, but I also don't want you to be so focused on the money that you forget about the mission. Okay. So I know that I'm bouncing back and forth on this, but I, I really, in the end, it's about having balance between the two. Okay. And then the third thing I wanted to discuss here is really that you just, you can't, as a nonprofit leader, you can't motivate people with money. Whereas business advice will say, well, you can just go pay people, go hire your staff, go expand your business, you know, add more people into your, onto your team. Now you guys know that I teach that I want you to build out a team, but the thing is, is that there's, you've got your staff team and then you've got your volunteer team. And many of you have to function on a very limited number of staff people and a lot of volunteers. And those volunteers are not getting paid. They're actually, like I share, twice as likely to pay you because if they volunteer, they're more likely to donate to your cause. So most likely those volunteers are people who are not only volunteering their time, but they're also volunteering their money, giving their money to your cause because they care about it. But you can see that the business advice is not going to work here because you have to motivate people to donate their time and their money to your cause without any compensation back. Many times business leaders will find my podcast or find what I'm doing and say, man, I was really successful in business, really successful. I know that there are listeners here that are 
extremely successful in business. They know how to make money for that business. They know how, how to sell. They know how to push product and service. But as soon as they switch over from that for-profit sector into the nonprofit sector, all of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh, I have no idea how to do this because now I have to try and get people to give me money without giving something tangibly in return, right? Uh, you know, for many years, I was selling hope and a cure and all these things that are intangible. And most likely you're doing the same. There's probably a lot of hope and, and, you know, life change, life transformation, a difference in people's lives that you're making. And that's what people are buying into. So you don't have the tangible, here's cash that I can hand to you for the hours, the services that you provide to our cause. So remember that, that your motivation has to come from either a place of emotion or just tugging at the heartstrings as far as look at the difference that we get to make in these lives, but you have to motivate them in a different way. And I often say that the reason why people stay ground and why they volunteer their time is because when they like your cause, they feel like they're making a difference and they like you. They like the people that are a part of your organization. So no matter how good your cause is, if they don't like you, if you're not enjoyable to be around, nobody's going to stick around, right? So that's really important for you to understand that that business advice may or may not correlate to what you're doing in the nonprofit space. And I have just been on, I feel like a a rant on this topic of just business advice versus nonprofit advice. And it really comes back to, I think that people just get so confused because they think that they can sell their nonprofit the same way a business does. And I, I just want to make it very clear to you that you do have more work to do you have as a nonprofit, it is, it is harder. You are looking at raising funds and you're doing it in a way that's twice as hard because of that fact that you have not only the transaction with your mission side, but you also have the transaction on the fundraising side. So you are having to do double the work here. In the end, what I love about this and why I love nonprofits versus obviously I run a business, but the difference between the two is really as a business, somebody is selling a product or service that somebody else can afford or can purchase for themselves, right? So they can make that transaction on behalf of themselves, pay what it costs. You know, you go out to a restaurant, you just pay for the goods and services. But when you're working in a nonprofit, the person who's receiving the goods and services cannot afford it is not in a position to pay for it, or maybe for the sake of your cause, they just went through some sort of tragedy. And the last thing you want them to have to worry about is paying for your services. But if you look at your cause and you're like, well, the people that I serve, they actually can afford to pay for these goods and services. If that's the case, you should probably be a business. But if you're serving a population of people who cannot provide those goods and services for themselves, they need somebody to donate on their behalf so that they can receive it. Now, that doesn't mean the next few years after they've come through your program, they've seen great success, they're back on their feet. Maybe it's a a group that focuses on homeless youth or something like that. And now all of a sudden they've gotten into a better place. They have a job, they have a career and life is different. And now they get to pay it forward and they get to give back to your cause 
lives so that you can help the next person. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. <laughs> you know, so I'm not saying that down the road that the people you serve can't come back and support your organization, but that's the whole beauty of a nonprofit is that you are giving somebody a hand up during a season that maybe they can't afford to do it. And maybe the people you serve will never be able to afford the goods and services that you're providing to them. And, but you are trying to turn things around. So one day things are going to be different and you're partnering with other organizations to see to it that life change just does happen. So I want to encourage you today that as you're running your nonprofit, as you're raising funds for your organization, be very clear about what it is that you do and why it is that you need donors to support your cause. This is where clarity is so critical for what for the work that you're doing because as soon as a donor sees, okay, I get it. I get why you need me to fund your organization or fund your cause because if I fund your cause and these people are going to have a completely different experience that's going to transform their world and therefore I'm needed. And it's just this beautiful triangle of support that's going from a donor to your organization, your organization to the population of people that you serve. And, and it just continues to circulate like that. And it is beautiful, but I want you to pay attention and see that this is very different than the way that a business functions, a for-profit business functions. And uh, after listening to today's episode, I hope you can see that because if you've been caught in this kind of weird place where you're like, well, we're kind of functioning like a business, but we're, we are a nonprofit. I just want to encourage you to seek advice from other nonprofit leaders, other nonprofit, you know, thought leader, people like myself and others who are doing this work that understand the way that nonprofits run. And if you are taking advice from a business leader, just continue to be able to filter that filter that through the lens of, okay, this is what they're teaching us. How does that correlate to us? How, how does that connect with the work that we're doing? What pieces can I pull and I can take and I can use? And what stuff do I need to dump off? Because you cannot use 100% of the advice that's coming in from those business leaders because it's just not the same. Now, I have worked in nonprofits for uh, nearly two decades now, and I have just learned that uh, there there's things that I can consume and I do. I consume a lot of content and a lot of material, but at every turn, I'm always looking at how is this going to impact our cause and how can I use this to make us a better organization all the way around. I continue to seek out the advice of the volunteers that are on my on my committee. Of course, a lot of them come from businesses, so they're going to give me great advice, but then I have to remember that we are being judged on a completely different scale. If you are a nonprofit, remember Charity Navigator, Better Business Bureau, all of those places are looking at how you spend your dollars and they are judging you on a different scale versus those businesses. So you have to remember that you have to spend less than 15% on fundraising, less than 10% on administrative costs, you know? So those numbers matter when it comes to charitable giving because people do not want to donate to a cause that's spending a lot of their money on overhead and expenses that are not going right to the cause, right? To the, the program that you say that you're doing. Okay. So, all right. 
that is what I have for you today. I just want you to be aware that you as a nonprofit leader need to make sure that you filter information and then ultimately seek out good advice from people who have been where you're at. I appreciate you guys listening into the podcast. If you have been enjoying the show and uh, maybe are new to the show this week, welcome. I, I want to encourage you to continue to share the show with your nonprofit friends, pass along the information, let them know that this is a resource for them. I record these podcasts every single week and I want to get them into your hands so that you continue to be able to just really improve the work that you're doing when it comes to fundraising and look forward to continuing the conversation as we move in to the new year. So we'll catch you guys here in the next week. If you need anything, don't be afraid to reach out. You guys can connect with me online, maryvaloney.com. I've got a link right on the homepage that says let's connect. So be sure to click on that. Let's, you know, reach out if you need anything and I would love to chat with you more. So hope you guys have a great week. Let's go change the world one volunteer and one dollar at a time.